Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Ken Wimberly, founder of LegacyJournal.app, where families use an app to share the stories of their lives so that they will live on for future generations. Ken is a serial entrepreneur who has founded seven different successful businesses. Over the past 20 years, Ken has created 15 streams of passive income using his ideology, Be a Man of Action. Ken takes his ideology to heart and put it into action in his entire life and his businesses. Today, he shares why being a man of action will take you places in your life you've only dreamed of. The truth is, there is no perfect time, perfection doesn't exist, and messy action is always better than no action. So I'm really excited to have Ken on the program today. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Jeff, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be a guest. So I want to hear about all these different businesses, right? I have a hard enough time, you know, running, you know, like the different uh, things that I have going on, but it seems you have your hand in so much more stuff. Can you please take a few minutes and just bring us up to speed on who you are and why you are so amazing? Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so I'm Ken Wimberly. I've, uh, you said you mentioned seven different successful businesses. Uh, not all have been successful. In fact, my first entrepreneurial venture ended in failure and in bankruptcy. Actually, I, I launched a restaurant with uh, uh, a business partner who was one of my buddies from the Navy. And 18 months later, we ended up uh, as a failure in, in in Chapter Seven bankruptcy. So that was a a real challenge, a real low point, a real learning experience. But you know, fast forward two years from there. From a business standpoint, I got into the commercial real estate business two years later and ended up developing a very successful commercial real estate practice on the brokerage side that led to brokerage, uh, led to real estate investments, commercial real estate investments. Eventually, that led to an opportunity. I joined up with uh, the Keller Williams ecosystem, and that led to me becoming a, a franchisee of the Keller Williams system, opening up what they call a market center, but a franchise territory in there. And then, you know, beyond that, that's gone and led to, you know, coaching business, doing some coaching. Uh, my wife and I have launched a uh, residential brokerage practice. And then also now we've got uh, a, a chain of laundromats that we're in the process of building. We've got three, our third will open here in the next 90 days uh, with fourth and fifth about to get under construction. And then, uh, and then the legacy journal mobile app as, as yet another business. So it's been a journey. That's about a 20, plus year journey right there to kind of get into all those things. And, but it's been, it's been fun. It's been high. As you know, as an entrepreneur, the highs are high and the lows are low. And sometimes it's a, it's a lonely journey at times, but uh, 
it's, it's been my path and I'm happy to continue to be on it. There is so much to unpack here, right? So first of all, the first, you know, the first business ending in bankruptcy, you know, that's got to suck. Right. Yeah. Because first of all, you know, like, and opening up a restaurant is not cheap. I mean, this is not something that you just go put $10,000 in and see what happens. Right. Because people that are restaurant owners are probably some of the, you know, the hardest workers in the industry because they have everything going on. And then to see all that flush down the drain has got to be heartbreaking. Right. It's tough. But then to bounce back and really start from the bottom and build up a practice you know, especially in commercial real estate and going off into different, you know, like different types of uh, real estate ventures. I think that's really, uh, that's in a really amazing path because what happens is, you know, first of all, you're not, uh, you're not necessarily throwing away all of your knowledge that you accumulated from that first failure that you had, but you're able to really parlay that into this, into the next things that you're working on. Let me ask you something. What were your takeaways from the, uh, from the failure of the restaurant business that you were able to apply into building up your commercial and residential real estate practice? Well, so here's the fascinating thing. Primary reason we failed in the restaurant business was a real estate mistake. We ended up taking much more space than we needed. And I'd attempted to negotiate that with the landlord, but I didn't know much about negotiating. He was a he was he was and still is kind of a big time owner of, of commercial real estate property. And I didn't know the first thing about negotiating with him. I had a residential real estate agent that was my representative in that transaction. He was super transparent about it. He said, look, Ken, I don't really know much about this, but I'll do the best I can. If I had a, a skilled commercial agent, commercial broker representing me in that transaction, we would have probably been much more successful. I would have probably ended up with a whole lot less space, a whole lot less overhead, less. I mean, the, the space contributed to every aspect of more overhead and more money that we spent on a month, month over month basis. So big learning for me was about that, but then also about people. We ended up with a great staff, great people, people that poured in and loved what we were doing. And man, that was a, a really wonderful experience. It was my first experience in hiring and managing people. And man, what a letdown to have to kind of walk in and tell everyone that we were shutting down and the business was going away. And, uh, but you know, one of the big keys from there was just kind of coming away and realizing that there was life after failure and that there could be success after failure. Cause it really didn't feel like that on certain days. It felt like it was the end of the world, but you know, having time and distance away from that to look back and say, okay, there's a lot of learnings to take away from that experience we could have seen the writing on the wall sooner now, now really much removed from it. We could have probably, you know, done right, avoided bankruptcy. It did not feel like that at the time. It felt like bankruptcy was the only option. It We had to get rid of all this mound of debt. Looking at today, if I was going to you know, advise and counsel someone, I think there'd have been a handful of ways that we could have um, avoided bankruptcy, probably find a, a skilled buyer to come take that asset and, and negotiate uh, a settlement on the, on, on the debt owed with, with the vendors and then they could have scaled that business up. So a couple of little words. Oh, what an amazing story. You know, one of the things that I talk about a lot is uh, just trying to figure out, you know, what it is that you're good at. And like, if you're going to fail, then please fail forward. Right. You know, definitely just, uh, you know, keep on pushing through because what happens is that you take all of that experience with you into the next venture, even though you, you may think that, hey, you know, this isn't really, you know, these two aren't really related. But the fact of the matter is, you know, the soft skills, you know, like uh, you mentioned managing people and hiring 
those are definitely skills that I'm sure you took into the real estate practice as well. So I'm really glad that you brought that part up. Yeah, hundred percent. I want to talk a little bit about your passion project. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the legacy journal app. And, you know, when I first took a look at it, I was like, okay, you know, there are a million apps on my phone. Why do I need this one? Right. But this one serves a very targeted niche. It serves a very particular purpose. It has longevity. Talk to us about it. Like, what, uh, what is that all about? And how was that project born? Well, the whole thing definitely did not start as the the intention to create a, an, an app or a, a product out of it. It was just something that I wanted to do as a young father having brand new kids. When my daughter was born, I started thinking, you know, what could I do? Kind of leave my own legacy to capture moments. To I was worried that I wouldn't remember a lot of the little details because I just kind of knew how my memory was. And heck, you know, I can't really remember the details of what I did last week or a month ago. And I didn't want to lose those little details of being a dad and experiencing things with my children. And so by the time Grace was about 10 months old, I had decided what I could do was I could I could write stories. I could Every once in a while, I could capture a story and, and write it down. So I started that. Again, she was 10 months old. This was 2003, my first entry to her. And I made a simple commitment. It was just once a month to slow down and write one story of what was happening in her life or our lives together and what was going on in our world. And just to do that, I started it. And at first it was just about me being, you know, gushing on what a beautiful baby she was and how great she was and uh, what it was like to be a new dad. And then I started writing about her little milestones that she was having in life from, you know, walking and making friends and doing new things, birthday parties. I started documenting all those little things. That's been fascinating to just slow down and write down who was at the birthday party because I cannot remember, you know, certainly can't remember from last year who was at my, I've got a six-year-old. I don't remember who was at his birthday party, who was there last year, maybe two or three people, but I can go back and, and look at these entries that I make and remember all the details. And then over time, those details got more involved on really what was happening in my life. I started giving some history into my world, my life, where I'd come from, and then documented like my entrepreneurial journey. I've written about my highs and my lows and my struggles and my learnings and my wishes and hopes and dreams. So I've kind of just taken a little bit of time to write about all of those things. And it, it, it can seem overwhelming for people. This is what I want people to realize. This is why we ended up creating the mobile app to make it easy. It's just once a month or whatever your rhythm is. There are people that do it once a week. We've got a handful of people that do it every day. But my my rhythm has always been once a month, I write down one story for, for each one of my kids right there. And it's added up to be, you know, hundreds of stories per child that I have. And then, you know, my thing is when they graduate high school, it's my gift to them. It's, it's, here's 18 years of your life through my eyes. What an amazing story. You know, well, uh, one of the things I remember uh, a couple of years after Gmail came out, I remember seeing this TV commercial. Where, Dear Sophie. I'm sorry. I can tell you it's called Dear Sophie, probably. Dear Sophie, yeah. So, yeah, and basically what this commercial was, the guy went and created a an email address for his daughter, yeah. and then he just made sure to keep on sending emails, you know, to her, you know, attaching photos and, you know, doing all that. It was really poignant, right? Because it was something like, okay, you know, he, he definitely had intention. Yeah. And he had this, you know, he got into this rhythm where he could just very easily documented parts you know, parts of the life uh, of his daughter's life that could, that you're right. You do forget about, you know, it's like, I don't remember 
you know, who was at my kid's 10th birthday. And, you know, there's some, you know, there's some of these things that you're like, geez, I'm still trying to forget that stuff. Right. But then again, you're like, no, but you can't like, you know, now my kids are 16 and 18 and it's like, I just wish I could bubble wrap them. You know, I wish yeah. I could just put them back into the, uh, you know, just, just lock them in the room and say, no, you can't go anywhere. You know, my oldest, by the way, she's talking about taking a trip to Europe this summer. And I'm like, oh dear, like, I, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. And what happens is that, you know, like, it, you know, like as a dad, you know, like you're thinking like, okay, you know, like, is it okay to let go? Is it not okay to let go? So this is all very important stuff. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about putting that app together and like, how did you come up with the targeting for it? Like, how did you come up with, okay, this is, uh, these are exactly the type of people that I'm going to, that I want to put this app in their hands. I would assume it's, it's also doting dads, you know, like you and I, but like who else would be a candidate for looking at something like this? Yeah. So it's interesting. We did a market study before, uh, we really went to market on that and kind of the market study came back and showed, that the the most likely target for our audience would be moms kind of between really between 25 and 40ish moms that had four or more in their household above average income so you know they weren't struggling to pay the bills that they could you know focus on wanting to you know give back and, and spend some time documenting some things and with um, some college or more right that, that was the ideal avatar if you will but what's been interesting is what showed up is, is certainly we have that we've got young moms we've got older moms we've got grandparents uh, probably one of our most prolific users of the app is is a grandfather who I've, I interview all kinds of our customers and talk to them and just see what's working for them, what we can do better, you know, what they love, what they don't love about the app. And I've interviewed this guy in particular and, and he's, you know, he's, he's going to surpass me soon as, as the most prolific user of the app. Uh, but he's, you know, he's a grandfather documenting his history. He writes almost daily into it. So it's interesting. We get from brand new parents, all the way to grandparents kind of capturing either their story or their family's story so that they can pass that on to future generations. It's really kind of a beautiful thing. Uh, so I know that you have a free plan and a premium plan, yep. right? And I've spoken with a lot of startup type people and, you know, of course we all watch Shark Tank and, you know, we're trying to figure out like, oh, yeah. who, like what's the end game here, right? So I, my biggest question here is about monetization. Right. Yep. You know, because at first this starts out as a passion project, you know, something that you will be the primary user for. And then you're like, hey, other yeah. people would be able to use this as well. But it would be nice to get paid for your efforts. Right. Correct. So uh, how long did it take for you to figure out the pricing model and to actually get that implemented into the app in order for that to start working for you? We studied pricing models before before we released the app and had looked at just a variety of different products and can types of, uh, oh, I've looked from Quicken to Evernote to different journaling apps on how they're doing pricing model. And at the time when we released in 2019 is when we originally released version, the kind of beta version of this. And at the time we released, we had three different pricing plans, uh, a free version and three different pricing plans. And since then, but the industry's changed and we've changed. So now we've just gone to a free, pan, free plan and a paid plan. Paid includes all of our upgrade premium features and it's simplified the process a little bit as we've gone through. But yeah, monetization is important it, to be able to become self-sustaining. It has cost 
considerably more than I thought, which people have told me when you're going to develop it, just plan, it's going to cost more than what they tell you. And then there's ongoing yeah, maintenance costs every single month to keep it up and running. And so it's, we're grateful for, you know, the many people who have chosen to become premium subscribers of the app and continue to enhance it and develop it for their benefit. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Ken, can you please tell everyone how they can learn more about the app and how they can reach out to you directly if they yeah. want to get in contact? Yeah, look, uh, our our website is legacyjournal.app.app. So legacyjournal.app, go there. You kind of learn a little bit all about it. We've also got a YouTube page for Legacy Journal. There's some really cool videos on there. There's a video of when I gifted it to my daughter, like I gave her 18 years worth of the stories for life. That video is on our YouTube page. We also did a really neat, spent a good amount of money on it, did a beautifully well done video um, called The Letter. And it's about a father writing a letter to his daughter as kind of like what you're talking about, Jeff, you, you, the daughter is heading off to kind of explore the world on her own. And the father writes a letter to her on, on his uh, best kind of advice to her. as She sets off on her own. So that's another really cool video on the YouTube page. But if you want to get in touch with me directly, like please email me, Ken at legacy of love.app. So that's our corporate name is legacy of love Inc. So Ken at legacy of love.app. Send me a message. Happy to connect anyone that wants to, anytime you want to talk about memory capturing, journaling, doing amazing things for your kids. I'm all about that conversation. I love it. Ken, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me on this uh, recording. It's been an honor to be your guest. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip Podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.